Thanks for calling Toyota. This is Jan. I just adopted a new best friend, and I'm looking for a Toyota so we can make the most out of summer. With a new RAV4, you can take your pup for a drive up the coast. You can take a Prius to the park. Or you can take a Tundra to kayak at a remote lake. One problem, Jan. Oh? My new best friend's a cat. Your summer starts here, but it all ends June 3rd. Toyota, let's go places. Dealer inventory may vary, so you're participating Toyota dealer for details. Visit your front-range Toyota stores today. Toyota, let's go places. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Hey, everybody, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about this really awesome deal for BSN listeners. If you didn't know by now, Total Beverage is delivering beer, wine, and liquor to anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. And for a limited time, Total Beverage is offering $10 off your $50 or more purchase on their website and on their app. Use the promo code BSN10 to save $10 off your $50 or more order for all of your parties and events and have it delivered straight to your door. Download the Total Beverage app or go to TotalBev.com. Use the promo code BSN10 for $10 off your order of $50 or more. Now let's jump into the show. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. Crisscrossing with Jost. Right in, turned out by Jari. That was a one-on-two. And Jost. The best avalanche coverage in Denver. Welcome in. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. I'm your host, Jesse Montano. I am your after hours solo host tonight. I'm coming to you here by myself. Uh, AJ is getting our wonderful written content up for you folks so you have something to read on this Avs Nights game. And uh, AD was not feeling too well tonight. So we sent him home. Uh, we put him on on IR for the evening. So it's just me. You got just me. But we are doing something a little bit different on this podcast. We're talking about an avalanche win. That is right. The Colorado Avalanche shut out the Vegas Golden Knights at home at Pepsi Center. Uh, three to nothing on Monday evening. And it was a great, great performance all around. Uh Let's, let's dive right in. So I, I first want to, uh, sorry, I want to pause really fast. Uh, we had mentioned last week that there are going to be some uh, 
I don't necessarily want to say, I mean, they are changes, but when you say there's going to be changes, that sounds so negative. Uh, we're experimenting with a couple new things with the podcast, uh, one of which being we, we know we've gotten feedback that uh, sometimes these post-game pods are just kind of uh, us reiterating exactly what you just saw. So what we're going to be doing going forward for the most part is uh, those post-game pods will be coming out the following day. Uh, when possible, and it'll mostly just be one segment of a show, especially this time of year. There's so much to talk about. There's so many moving parts and rumors and and um, you know, information leaks and all kinds of stuff this time of year. There's a lot for us to talk about, so we want to make sure we get that in. Uh, so the post-game stuff is going to be very short, just a segment, uh, maybe a little bit more than that if uh, something very noteworthy happened. But so tonight, since it is late, we want to make sure we got this up to you guys. This is going to be a, a short 20 to 30 minute podcast, just kind of recapping uh, the Knights Avs game here at Pepsi Center. So give us feedback. Let us know if you guys like these post game pods, how we've normally done them, how you'd like to see us do them, how you'd like to see us incorporate them. Cause we're all about trying new stuff, trying to figure out what formula uh, makes this podcast work best. So now that all that's out of the way, yeah, so uh, Semyon Varlamov gets, I believe it was the 25th shutout of his uh, career, his NHL career, and he was nails all night. Uh, there was a lot of, not a lot, but there were, there were several instances where Vegas was really, really buzzing. Uh, these are two teams that are fun to watch play each other when they're going. Uh they both play really fast. They have a ton of speed, uh, lots of skill. They're, they're, they match up really well with each other. It's it's a really fun hockey to watch. So, you know, both teams were trading those chances. They were playing with speed. They were, you know, they were getting pucks in. They were possessing. They were cycling. Um, and, and Varley had to be sharp, and he was really sharp. He was, you can tell Varley right away. He was tracking pucks well. He was... Uh, you know, following pucks on, on rebounds. He wasn't giving up many rebounds. Uh, I mean, he was square to shooters. He was just dialed in uh, all night. And, and it was really, really great to see. Just given the, the struggles he had, Varley, you know, he's had recently. Varley even made the comment uh, to LG after the game. He was the number one star of the game with a 40-save shutout, obviously. And, and, you know, he told her, it's been a while since I've been down here talking to you as, as the first star. So, you know, he's aware of it. And Varley, just based on the last week, really looks to me like he's starting to find, uh, you know, that that groove again. And AJ's talked about it multiple times on the show, in, in written pieces, on Twitter, that, you know, Varley's a guy that his whole career, he's been very hot cold, hot and cold, hot and cold. And when he's hot, he usually rides it for, you know, three to five weeks. And, and when he's on, he is on. So I put out the tweet earlier that, Hey, if, if you're going to get Varley here on a bit of a roll, maybe you get Grubauer in some games, obviously. So, so you're not having to ride Varley all the way down the stretch, but you get Grubauer in some games, maybe Varley's play pushes him a little bit. If you can get some, some, average some league average to to slightly better than average goaltending the rest of the way with with the way the standings sit today and with what teams around you have done i mean you should i don't want to say this just because i feel like i've jinxed them so much recently saying they should be able to do stuff 
but you're one point out of the of the second wild card spot. You're four points back of the first wild card spot. And uh, if if your goaltending can can kind of pay you back a little bit here for for what we've had the last six weeks, man, the Avs. I mean, they're going to give themselves every chance to get back in it if they can if they can win some games here. Uh, they're in a position to do so. Uh, Tyson Jost tonight. Kid had a great game. That was... I can't believe I've gone this far without talking about the line combinations. Uh, I'm going to come back to Tyson Jost. So, before the game, the Avalanche tweeted out the, the line combinations for the night. And everybody kind of did the same thing and said, what is going on? What is Jared Bednar doing? Now, when you... When you looked at the lines on paper and at, and at face value, I agree. It didn't make any sense what was going on. I uh, I actually didn't even see the lineup before the game started. And so I was watching, and I, I was watching these combos roll out. And again, at first, you look at it, and you're saying, what is he doing? This is just a total mashup. Here's, here's what Jared Bednar did. Uh, I know there's a lot of Jared Bednar hate right now, and and people were ripping the guy again po- or uh, pregame. Here's to me what what I think Jared Bednar did was he said, "All right, I've got I've got my three big guns. We're carrying the the bulk of my offense. Obviously, Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog, Miko <clears throat> Rantanen." I've tried, you know, separating one from the three and and kind of plugging someone in. hasn't He hasn't really found the best way to split those three up and and make sure they're all still effective. And and he hasn't found the right balance. So what he did tonight was he paired everyone up. He he took all right. Who are my uh, my best? Not my best, but so so he split everyone up. I'm getting lost in my thought here because I'm trying to sort through something on NHL.com and it works horribly. Uh, so he split up the big three and he said, I'm going to pair Nathan McKinnon with Alexander Kerfoot, Gabriel Landeskog with Tyson Jost, and Miko Rantanen with Carl Soderberg. So Carl Soderberg, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon. Those are your four best forwards. What has been our biggest complaint about uh, Jared Bednar's usage of Carl Soderberg this year? You're not putting him with enough talent. You're, you're putting a, a guy who has been a 50-point guy in the NHL before. You're saddling him with, with a couple guys with not much offensive upside. So you're taking Carl Soderberg. You're giving him some skill in Miko Ranton, some obvious high-end skill in playmaking. Uh, you're putting Tyson Jost with Gabe Landeskog. Heavy on the forecheck, both of them. A lot of energy down low. To me, that's that's a pair where Landeskog or Jost are going to be digging pucks out below the goal line and, and putting them out front. And one or the other is wherever one isn't. I don't know. I'm trying to say that. If one's behind the net, one's in front. <laughs> uh, and then and then Kerfoot and McKinnon. You've got Kerfoot, who's going to be distributing the puck all night. You got Nathan McKinnon. Who's who's your kind of trigger man there for for Kerfoot? Um, so those are your top three pairs, essentially, right? Uh, and then 
what you do is say, all right, who makes sense with, with each of these pairs? So I've got Alexander Kerfoot and Nathan McKinnon. That's a playmaker and a guy who probably is still pass first, but has a great shot. I'm going to put Sven Andrigetto with them because he's all shoot all the time. Either one of those guys is going to be able to distribute the puck, and that's where Sven Andrigetto is going to be the most effective. And who's the one player he's had any kind of success with in his career? It's Nathan McKinnon. So there's the obvious uh, match there. You put Matt Calvert with the Jost and Landeskog uh, combination. That's so much energy, a good amount of speed, and, and a lot of pressure on the forecheck. You put Matt Nieto with, with Miko Rantanen and Carl Soderberg. Matt Nieto's got just enough speed and just enough skill that he can play with someone like Miko Rantanen and he's going to go to the net. He almost scored a goal on a, a great Miko Rantanen pass. Malcolm Subban just happened to get the better of. So that leaves you three of A.J. Greer, Andrew Agazino, and J.T. Comfort, and that's a ton of try. That's a ton of hustle uh, with, with some offensive upside there. Obviously, Andrew Agazino gets his first NHL goal tonight. He's over a point per game in the AHL. Uh, AJ Greer has has been over a point per game in the AHL this year. He's obviously got size. He's got the speed. I and mean, we saw the other night what he did in Winnipeg. And JT Comfer, I believe, is fourth uh, or fifth in the on, on the Avs in goals. And so, to me. Those lines didn't make sense right away, but you watch them just for a couple rotations, and you totally see the what Jared Bednar was going for there. And the lines actually make a lot more sense than than you initially than they initially come off, uh, just because they're guys that have kind of played all over the lineup. With you know, no one was playing with anyone they had regularly skated with earlier in the season so it just looked like a complete jumbled mess but when you really kind of dive into it a little bit more and you watch what was going on in the ice I think all four lines gelled really well I think it was a really nice mix a really good combination and uh, and and obviously it paid off so it's easy to say that because they they played such a, a good game but to me you're you're keeping high-end offensive threats on the ice at all times uh, you've either got Miko uh Nate, Gabe out there at any one time. Plus, you're saddling them with guys that each one has a has a nice skill guy, Kerfoot, Jost, and, and Soderberg. And uh, I, I think it worked really well. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we are uh, going to talk about Tyson Jost and Andrew Agazino just a little bit here. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We'll be right back. Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years. Their reputation of being fairly priced, trustworthy, and dependable has allowed them to become one of the best Denver electrical contractor companies in the market. We believe Piper is the best because of their professionalism, because of their capability, because of their integrity, and because of the relationship we have built over the last year and a half with several of their key managers. That was Jim. He's been a customer of Piper Electric for over a year now and loves it so much that he recommends his own clients to them. Sometimes customers will ask us if we know of somebody who can be their regular electrician where they could call for anything from a small job to something much larger, maybe a remodel. And so we certainly have preferred people to Piper and Piper to them. From residential, commercial, and industrial, Piper Electric can handle all of your electrical needs. 
they've done actually everything from repairing a small wiring situation with a circuit breaker panel to adding additional circuits, adding parking lighting. So really, they have become a one-stop shop for all of our needs. If you call today and use the promo code BSN, you will get $25 off your next service call. That's 303-646-6765 or go to piperelectric.com. Segment number two here, BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. Jesse Montano driving solo tonight after the Avs knock off the Vegas Golden Knights 3-0 at Pepsi Center. Varley gets his 25th career shutout. Tyson Jost opened the scoring with a phenomenal individual effort and Andrew Agazzino got his first NHL goal. Uh, Tyson Jost. Obviously, it's it's well documented what has been going on with uh, with Jost over the last you know m- month or so with him being sent down to the Eagles. He got hurt a little bit, uh, was able to come back, and there was really the question of, all right, what's he going to do with this? He got sent down. Is he going to use it and improve? And 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 really take advantage of the time that he's spending down there, or is he going to pout, sulk, and and see this, you know, as as a a slap in the face? And anybody that is at all familiar with Tyson Jost knew exactly how it was going to go. He was going to go try to make the most of his opportunity there, and and get some of that confidence back, and try to get that offensive touch back. It took him a few games to get into it, and and he said. It's it's a transition. This is these are different teammates. It's a different league that's played a different way. Um, you know, it, it was. I heard a discussion recently. Robin Leonard said at one point here, um, I believe it was last summer, that it's it's harder to play in the AHL than it is the NHL as a goalie, and part of that's because the the players in front of you aren't as good. Uh, so, you know, there's the, the passes aren't as crisp. Um, you know, the, the guys aren't as fast, just the, the hockey IQs out there. So Tyson Joe said, it, it's going to take me a while. This is a different game. It's going to take me a minute to adjust. Um, and it did, but man, he really turned it on there. Uh, I believe it was, it was something like five points in his last seven games or seven points in his last five games, something like that with, with the Eagles. He really had a strong finish, uh, to his, to his time there. So you were saying, all right. Does does he come back up and does that carry over? Um, he'd been okay the the last couple games, you know that, that he'd been up with the Avs. Nothing horrible. Uh, he he'd been fine, but tonight he really looked like the Tyson Jost that that you really want to see. Uh, I, I mean, strong strong forecheck. The goal that he scored was a fantastic individual effort that, I mean, he he pursued the puck from three separate players before finally taking it away, spinning it, you know, taking a, a, a 360, uh, you know, right between Malcolm Subban's legs. It was, it was a, a great play. And that's what you've always loved about Tyson Jost, right? It's always been, he's you know, he's got the skill, he's got the hands, he's got a great shot. But man, this guy's a great, you know, he's a really good two-way player. He's got great two-way ability. He's heavy on the forecheck, a lot of energy. He, he's a nightmare to deal with, uh, you know, b- below the goal line, whether it be him trying to retrieve pucks or trying to uh, 
protect pucks. He's always been very good about that. And, and that's what's always, I think, been a struggle is we haven't been able to see that, that real two-way ability from him. Or we haven't seen it. Not that we haven't been able to see. Um, you know, they, they've tried him in, in several different roles and, and you haven't ever seen it. But I thought tonight Tyson Jost was exactly what you've always wanted to be. Uh, you know, heavy pursuit on the puck. Lots of speed. He was making plays with, uh, with, with Landy. Really seemed, uh, you know, they they were working well together. I thought that whole line worked well together. I was great to see from Tyson Jost. You want to see more of the same of that from him. For for me, this was a this game was a blueprint for a lot of guys here tonight uh, on on how their games need to carry forward. We talked about it with AJ Greer last week uh, with with the Winnipeg Jets game, and hey, that's that's your blueprint for how you play. I think there were a handful of guys uh, who who had that tonight. We'll see if they can here coming down the stretch. Uh, Andrew Agazino, I want to touch on real quick before we jump to another break. It's funny, I again just kind of watching there in the first period. He he had a chance. I don't think it was that great of a scoring opportunity, but there was just something about the way he was skating. I I, I said if he doesn't score tonight, he's going to get a couple great looks. I just liked his energy out of the gate. Um. Super happy to see him get. It. I mean, he was all alone in front, and you know he he went to the right area. That's that's one thing that um, you know good hockey players do. They know where to go. They know where to be. And they know to have their stick on the ice, and uh, so it's good to see him get rewarded for that. I don't think Andrew Agazino is a long term solution here on this team. I don't even think he's a a a solution you know down the home stretch. Now, obviously, if he really gels with that fourth line and they become you know really nice depth scoring, then Sure, whatever. Um, but to me, that's a Gabe Bork replacement who's got uh, a little bit more offensive upside. Really great to see him get that goal. Picked up even uh, another assist after that. For me, ride the hot hand. If Andrew Agazino's going to you know, keep filling the net for you and, and keep contributing, yeah, keep him in the lineup. But, but that, to me, is a guy that is you've got to have kind of a I mean, I guess if your options are that or Gabe Bork, you know, six of one, half dozen of the other. Um, but don't get married to that guy the way you did Gabe Bork. If all he's providing for you is mediocre penalty killing, cut the leash. But I thought he was great tonight. I hope he keeps that going. Again, he's definitely got more offensive upside than Gabe Bork. But you know he is. He's a penalty killer, fourth line kind of guy. Um, but yeah, if it's more of the same, keep it going. Going to go one more quick break here. When we come back, the Avs changed up the look of the power play. They didn't break through. They're still on a, I believe it is now an 0 4 26 or 27 stretch here. But there was a couple things that I did like about what the Avs did with the power play tonight. This is the BSN Avalanche podcast. And actually, before I go to break, I gotta, 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 gotta remind you guys, make sure you guys are using those total beverage codes because they have the best prices in Colorado, the most selection in Colorado of any liquor store, and they're delivering anywhere in the North Metro area from Wheat Ridge to Erie. Make sure you're using that promo code BSN10. You're going to save $10 off your purchase of $50 or more. Download the Total Beverage app or go to TotalBev.com. Now, this is the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Total Beverage. We'll be right back. 
When it comes to insurance, sometimes you never really realize how important it can be until you actually need it. Well, here at BSN Denver, we recommend Farmers Agent Bryce Babcock to all of our listeners as one of the most trusted and reliable agents in the metro area. If I was a customer looking for a new agency, I would recommend Bryce because his agency hands down is the fastest people I've ever dealt with to get information back to you. That was David. He's been a client of Bryce's for over three years now. I used to have my homeowner's insurance with another farmer's agency that never really followed up, never followed up on the price. My price was actually dropped by almost 20 to 30 percent switching over to Bryce, even with the same company. And like I said, his follow-up is awesome. He guarantees you at least a one time a year follow-up that he will sit back and review your file with you. Like David mentioned, Bryce guarantees that type of communication because he understands how important it is to be relatable and accessible. He's a great person not only be your agent, but he's a great person to be your friend as well. If you're interested in making the switch to Bryce Babcock for your life, home, business, or auto insurance, be sure to call 303-996-6509 and mention BSN. Third and final segment here, BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage, Jesse Montano talking Avs, Knights, a lot of Knights fans at Pepsi Center tonight. Uh, the only way you knew that, obviously they didn't get to do much cheering, but uh, during the anthem, they all yell Knight, uh, and it was it was loud. What's funny, though, is no one's talking about it because Vegas wears black, gray, and a little bit of gold. So they don't stand out in the crowd the way your Chicago's do, your Pittsburgh's do, your bright blue Rangers do, um, you know, the Flyers. So, you know, some of those teams that travel well, it also definitely looks worse in any building when it's the bright color because that's what your eye is drawn to. Um, yeah, but a lot of Vegas fans. So either uh, there's a bunch of people that, have lived in Colorado forever, but they were from Vegas when they were like seven. And now the Knights went to the Stanley Cup final. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, that's my team. Or Vegas is doing exactly what a bunch of abs fans do every year and have made the migration. Abs fans have been going to Vegas for years to watch the abs. It used to be play the Kings in frozen fury. And now it's just to see the Knights. So maybe that's what it is. Just that it's a cheap, flight you can get back and forth easily maybe there's just a bunch of Knights fans that make the commute if that's the case I don't mind cheer for your team don't be an a-hole I don't know uh power play power play is a huge problem for the abs right now I, I believe let me actually double check to see how many they had tonight and it's not in front of me and I don't even have my phone near me so I can't do it quicker that way Power play has not been good. Uh, they're either 0 for their last 26 or 0 for their last 27, depending on if they had three or four tonight. I'm sure I even got that number wrong. So I'm sure they're 0 for something else, and I'm just wrong. Um, so you can't keep banging your head against the wall, right? Uh, you got to try something different. So again, Jared Bednar decided to totally shuffle the lines. And while he didn't completely shuffle... Uh, the, the, the power play units, definitely a, uh, a different look to it. So the abs were over through tonight. So that brings them to, uh, they're on an O for 26 stretch right now in the power play. 
and, and and all he really did was he moved Tyson Jost back up to the top unit and put him in front of the net. He then put JT Comfer on the left wall where Nathan McKinnon was, and he moved Nathan McKinnon uh, to the left wall in the second unit. Now, again, thought it was a little weird. But AJ Hatefully, I'm sure, was stoked because what... Now, this was, to my eye, in the three power plays I saw. If someone else saw it differently, please let me know. But how I saw it was on the, the top unit, you're still primarily running through Barry. You essentially had two triggermen on, on that top unit, but because of their handedness, they couldn't really feed off each other. You, you had Nathan McKinnon in the Ovechkin spot, but he couldn't really be much of a threat to move that back to Barry for a one-timer because that was his offhand. Uh... So if McKinnon didn't shoot it right away, you knew a shot wasn't coming soon. There's too much predictability there. And and they were trying way too much to... Because there was so much predictability there, they weren't trying to run it through Nate. They were trying to run it through Barry, usually off of a Miko pass. What they were doing was they'd run it, they'd swing it down to McKinnon, they'd try to get the crossing pass to Miko, who would then be able to set up Tyson Barry for a one-timer. Obviously, it wasn't working. Uh, people caught on. People were cutting that that seam pass. And you were just running too much through Tyson Berry for having both Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen on the wings. So, by moving Nathan McKinnon down to that second unit, well, now you can run... You want your shot generation coming from him, which you saw a lot more of. And if the shot's not there, he can move it back up to Sam Girard, who is on his on the right side to take a one-timer. What I liked about that, Nathan McKinnon and Sam Gerrard really seem to have some good chemistry. Just on a few sequences there, they they seem to really be moving the, the puck back and forth between themselves well, but also in a way that was, that was causing confusion for the defense. Vegas plays a very aggressive forecheck. Uh, I... You know, I made the joke on on Twitter. So they've got the the video game forecheck going, where you know, no matter what, you're always gonna forecheck, and you're always gonna try to hit someone below the goal line. You're always gonna try to score a shorthanded goal. That was honestly what it seemed like they were doing. Sam Gerrard and Nathan McKinnon were causing enough confusion between the two of them, and and they were moving the puck crisp and fast enough that I thought it worked really well. And I thought you were you had a a, a much bigger threat of Nathan McKinnon could take a one-timer, Sam Girard could take a one-timer, or either of them could walk in. By the way, you've got you know Carl Soderberg, big body, right in front of the net, banging pucks home, and that's where he's picked up a lot of his goals this year. Um, on top of that, you've got you've got Alexander Kerfoot on the line as well, and uh, I believe Sven Andrigetto. So you've got. A couple shooters in McKinnon and Andrew Ghetto. You've got someone who who can be a threat from the blue line in Sam Girard. Someone to distribute the puck in Kerfoot. And you've got a big body in front of the net in Soderbergh. By putting Tyson Jost back in the middle on the first unit, you 
you're putting him back there where he's been comfortable. You have had success with Tyson Jones. You moved him off of there because you were trying to shake things up before. So you put him back in a situation where, hey, here's an area you've had success in the high slot. By putting JT Comfer on that wing, that's someone who, if he's got time and space, that's a threat to shoot. JT Comfer's got a good shot, but you're not running anything through him. So now you can work essentially what Nathan McKinnon and Sam Gerrard were doing, but on the other side with Tyson Berry and Miko Ranton. Both of those guys can be their own separate threats to shoot. You've got Gabe Landeskog down low. Uh, Again, I mean, tipping pucks, picking up rebounds. It makes a lot of sense. These are are surface moves that, that... seem a little odd, seem a little confusing, but when you kind of dive into what each individual player brings and and just kind of those little nuances, a lot of what Jared Bednar did tonight I think was was the right decision, and I think that was rewarded in how the team played and, and how effective every single line was tonight. Um, and, and when you're effective like that and and... Yes, it was 40 shots on Varley, but it wasn't 40 shots where Vegas was just teeing off shot after shot after shot. It was just a lot of up and down play. It was two fast, exciting, fun hockey teams uh, that saw, you know, 80 shots on net, uh, 78 to be exact. Uh, so to me, again, just kind of diving into all this stuff a little bit deeper, I know this ended up kind of being a show about line combinations, and I'm sure some of you hated that. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping just maybe shed a little bit of clarity because I think a lot of what happened tonight had to do with how well the lines played together and and they made so much sense and they were hard to match up against. Um, because pick two of those, whether it be Nathan McKinnon and Alexander Kerfoot, Tyson Jost, especially the way he played tonight, and Gabe Landeskog, or Carl Soder, Miko Rantanen. All right, so pick two of them. You're going to roll out your... your two best shutdown lines, then you're, the third one still has to deal with two very good players. Uh, you know, I, I thought I thought it was really good coaching. I thought it was really good game planning. And I thought, I thought the team then took that and executed extremely well. You want to see them break through on this power play. I like the new look. I don't want to see them mess with it at all. I want to see... Uh, if, if those power play uh, units can break through, because I like those combinations. I like what those guys bring. Um, I think it's a good mix. I think Andrew Agazino was a nice injection of energy. I think AJ Greer has been the same. And uh, I, I think Tyson Jost is really going to feed off tonight, especially now that's, hey, you're saddled with, 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 uh, with Gabe. Go follow his lead. You know, Kerfoot, you're, you're saddled with Nate. Your job is to get him the puck and and <laughs> go from there and and Soderberg and Ranton and I really like that combo that's two big bodies uh Miko is going to drive stuff to the net and and Soderberg is going to be there to 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 punch it home and here's the best part about it if you need a goal if you need a play you can always throw them back together for a couple shifts and then go back to what you were doing if, if you really feel like you need that um really happy with it tonight again I I, I think Bednar put together a good game plan. I think he, uh, I've really liked the line combos. I thought it was really creative and I think it paid, not I think, and it paid off. Uh, the team executed well. It was, it was a fun game to watch. There was some energy in Pepsi center. Shout out to, to Avs nation, by the way. Um, 
The Avs have had the biggest spike in attendance this year by a mile in the NHL. And tonight was a, a cold, snowy Monday night, and the building was packed. It was awesome to see. Uh, also, shout out to Euralanche in the building tonight, and uh, I'm sure that you know. Not I'm, sh- I, you know, I'm sure they'll be here for uh, the next handful of games. So hopefully, we'll get to see them. Maybe talk to them here a little bit. Um, who knows? Thank you guys so much for listening. I know this episode's coming out late, so a lot of you are probably listening to this on Tuesday morning. Uh, if you are, enjoy your day. Have a have a good day at work. Stay warm, all that good stuff. And if you're listening to this before you go to bed, hey, have a great night's sleep. Uh, For no one else, I'm Jesse Montano. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Total Beverage. Thank you guys all so much for listening.